we all miss him and I miss him every moment of every day. But I try to look at, as always, I have to be happy. I have to find my way. Welcome back to the Two Promises Podcast. Let's dive right into another exciting adventure with BD and crew as he pursues his new passion of one day finding the best, most epic bourbon. The Two Promises team sends their special thanks to Hobie and the Huckleberries for that masterful theme music. So grab a glass, relax, and enjoy responsibly. Baby says she leaving if I don't stop drinking wine. So I switched to whiskey and I'm feeling fine. Drinking that smooth, smooth whiskey. No more wine. I like straight bourbon. Oh, baby, you try to ride. So right now we are at BD Mobile, which is the mobile studio production of BD and the Two Promises podcast. And this is our very first audio recording at BD Mobile. So I can't think of a more fitting person or family to start BD Mobile episode one with. And that is Cheryl Hunzel now. Yes. But was Price whenever she was my mama when I was growing up, and now she's my mama as an adult. So we want to talk about our story, and I would like to practice my new skills as I move into this podcasting world, which is a whole new world for me. So go ahead, mama, introduce yourself, and I will go find that tool. Say whatever you want, doesn't matter. And we'll go find that tool to answer your question. Sound good? Okay. Just tell me whatever's from the heart, what you want to say or feel or do. Okay. We've got lots of mics going, so hopefully something's good enough. Well, all I can say first off is how proud I am of Brent and everything that he's accomplished. And not only in the military, but as a child. I've known him since he was a young child. So it's quite an honor to be part of... Brent's journey from the military back into this world. So I'm very excited for him and just so many things. He's truly my son from another mother. We, I think a lot about the things they did as kids, Brent and Kyle, and we're always buddies. And they always made everybody laugh. That was the thing about both of them. They could make everybody and anybody laugh. So I'm, it's been exciting to watch Brent's journey over these years, but I'm truly grateful because he has always been such a huge part of being connected to us, staying connected to us through the loss of Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. And Kyle, amazing friend. And throughout my whole career, he's always been there for me. When I was training after his death, when I was at the rec center with Chance trying to get my times down, who do you think I was thinking? (laughs) I know. Whenever I was in it, going through it, who do you think I was thinking about that was getting me through it? I know. It's amazing the 
I think a lot about the not only the impact that he had on people in life, but the impact that he has continued to have, even from his death. Absolutely. So, I want to talk more about that. Let's do a little quick shift, pivot, transition. Thank you so much for sharing. We're, I love it. This is beautiful. So, the way I'm envisioning starting most of my episodes is just kind of talking about some of the things in our environment. Preferably a beverage, because <laughs> this is a whiskey-based podcast. So I believe it's kind of important for me to have some type of theme, right? So right now, I started my day with a kind of a keto coffee with some very special just blends and ingredients. Uh-huh. Because going back to kind of what you were saying, a lot of people talk about their energy. They talk about energy management and who they can associate with and in what quantities and at what times based on their mental state and how it's going to affect their energy or their ability to do what they need to do throughout the course of their day, week, life, whatever. Right. So I find that fascinating. And all those people that are on that path and have excelled in that path, I want to just honor and give shout outs to because that's incredible. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of work. What I have learned as I've been going through that, the best way for me to protect my quote unquote energy is really to focus on my environment and put in as many environmental controls as I can to keep me in a peace of mind state, whatever that means to me. And peace of mind for me looks like sheer chaos and ridiculousness to everybody else <laughs> because for the last 14 years, peace of mind was just getting things done, right. making things happen. And that's what gave me the peace of mind. But now that I can breathe and I can reconnect with my best friends, my closest family members, such as yourself. I just want to kind of celebrate some of that. So for me, physiologically, we're going to get into my physiology a lot more in later episodes. But I struggle a lot with my sympathetic nervous system and my kind of like hyper alert slash aggressive drive. It's not unhealthy in that it's violent or painful. It just scares people who don't understand. Right. So what I need to do is I need to kind of make sure that the things I put in my body as I prepare myself for the day or the music I listen to, the sounds, the sights, the smells as I'm trying to, because I have to be kind of active. I'm an active learner. I'm very highly mobile. Here we are, BD freaking Studios. <laughs> BD Mobile. BD Mobile, right? We got BD Studios and we got BD Mobile. So I have to be active. I have to move, Right. I'm monologuing too much, trying to keep this to a tight 30 minutes. So I want to talk about our beverages. That kind of centers the conversation a little bit. So I'm having a coffee that I made. It is a blend of two different coffees because I was spun up. I woke up to two exciting pieces of news. But again, sympathetic nervous system. Woo! If you get on a spiral with that, good or bad, it'll go. It'll go fast. And that's another thing. There's a lot of research. I want to talk about the research in these episodes later, but I also have to be patient. So I'm going to push pause. We're talking about the beverages. I did a half caffeine and a half whole bean. I did a half decaf and a half caffeine because I knew I needed a little bit of perk me up. I wanted the warm coffee flavor, right? right? And as I was kind of master crafting this beverage for today, because I knew I was going to come have a conversation <laughs> with my mom, I... Well, added some organic butter 
that was developed here locally, right? Super amazing keto type coffee. So being here in the Midwest, while well, I love some of the big city stuff, but having that access to community and like, it's just different. There's communities in big cities and there's communities online, but like being at home in yes. your home community with all the relationships that know you the most and know you the best, there's something special. So when you can get those organic ingredients from home, so much better. So I add a little bit of that and well, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen today and I knew I didn't really have to drive. So I added some Bushmills whiskey because again, that's part of a little experiment I'm doing is I've been teasing out this theory that Bushmills is the best Irish whiskey to put in a coffee to make the best Irish coffee. What's up? We have to pause. We don't have to pause for you to show me that. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Put your microphone. Oh, you, you had to pause. You had to take this yeah. off. Yes. You do what you want, mama. This is your house. This is your house, mama. What do you have here? Can you tell me about this? Describe uh, it for us because they can't see it. I can see it. And that is amazing. And that's why I know you don't need to pause it. Actually, it is a, a decanter type uh, cup that says Old Bushmills Whiskey. It does. And I love it. You want to know why I love it? It's got those earthy color tones, very wood look. I mean, that could be staves for a barrel. It could be, it almost looks also like bamboo, but all the wood and the colors and the Bushmills whiskey. And it's a, it's like a pourable. You could put a creamer in that. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. I'm going to take a picture of it so we can share it online for our listeners because I, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. We can take a quick snapshot. We'll put it on our socials and... And yeah, perfect. <laughs> How Thank cool you that so you said much. that. <laughs> right? So that's what's in my glass. Can you tell me what are you enjoying in your environment right now? I see you've got some things. So you just talk me through that while I find my phone so I can take this picture. Well, I had my cup of coffee this morning. I like a good, strong cup of coffee to start the day, just like espresso. The stronger, the better to start my day. And then after that, well, I have to go to my water. Because I, I have to have a lot of water now. There we go. Yeah, water is important. And that's why I really think I got a lot of headaches yesterday in the last couple of days because I started hitting some momentum flows with this project. So another thing I'd like to talk to you about is event, man event management if we can. And okay. some of the stressors that go through with that. Yes. I think that applies very well to now and to our story together. Yes. So resonating off of yesterday, I went from like, productive CrossFit slash workout because I do I do multiple workouts. My mom does CrossFit. She's a beast. It's insane. I don't know how she does it. So anytime I come home, she wants me to go to the CrossFit gym with her, which of course I do in varying stages of sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> but since I've moved home this time, I've definitely have a way healthier relationship with alcohol and myself and things in general. So it's a lot better. So I think that was a big reason. Hydration, people, it's important. Yes. There's your little medical note. Yes. And I, it took a decade of my children trying to convince me of that. And I finally believe them because I feel much better Good. drinking all the water that I drink. Good. I'm so happy to hear that. I do. And also not just reducing headaches due to proper nutrition. It also reduces cravings so you don't eat as much and Muscle. Muscles. Muscles. The muscle tightness, the tension, the soreness, the knots, the lymphatic And Charlie system. horses every night. Right. And it was all water. All water. And think about electrolytes too. Water, electrolytes, and movement. Yes. Muscle movement needs yes. to break that up. 
Also, water, lymphatic system. We've got the whole COVID right now. We've got a lot of people stressed about their immune system. The lymphatic system, the type of pumps that it uses and the types of pressures that it uses, you need movement and you need water. So if you want to start cleaning that, why do those lymph nodes get stolen, swollen? Why are those early signs of illness for different types of diseases? Mm -hmm. Well, they're overloaded because the pumps are trying to filter too much stuff in too short amount of time. So how can we help them out? Lube them up, baby. Flush them out. Put some freaking water in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cool. So awesome. I'm going to take this picture. What else did you get that looks like that today that I might be stealing from you that we could talk about here? All of my little gifts. Yeah. I'm excited. I got a wonderful coffee mug with the logo. And that just tells you how well Brent knows us because that is a perfect gift for us. Coffee mugs. If you could see my cabinet, I have coffee mugs from everywhere we've been, everywhere my children have been. That's, they know that's the easy gift for mom and dad. Get them a coffee mug from wherever you've been. Perfect. I love it. But for my readers, I got a little secret. I know we're talking about, I know I like to share as much as stuff as I can with you guys for free, free content, free anything, free entertainment. That's my whole goal, but we're a startup right now. I'm in a lot. <laughs> we're, she's the only one that's getting a free coffee mug is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> Mama Cheryl gets one free coffee mug. Otherwise, we're just going to have to do a donation-based system for everybody else so that I can pay for all this lovely recording equipment and all of my consultants and teams because, you know, they need to get their money too. So we have amazing mugs. She can yes. tell you about them. You want to tell them about them? I love it. I love the size of it. It's a larger mug, so you can get your one and a half cups of coffee in your coffee mug. I love the color. I really do. It's a wonderful color combination. The logo on it is amazing. I Cool. It is a it. wonderful gift. That's, that's what I wanted. I want my stuff to pop. Yes. I want people to see it and love it. And what do we got here? So I think this is also curious. When I came in, I was dealing with some personal emotional trauma. And sometimes dogs react to me in these states of emotionalness differently. So sometimes they act aggressive, but they're ju really just curious. So who do we have here? This is Patty. Patty Lapone Hunsel. Okay. This is my son John's dog. We don't have many grandchildren. I have two grandchildren, but I have three grandpups. And the grandpups stay whenever the moms and dads go on vacation or something like that. They come here. So it's they know these homes like they know their own. It's like going to Nanny and Papa's house. Yeah, so we had a defensive pup, some energy that, the, that Patty didn't recognize. And we just kind of collided a little bit. And she has been afraid of me the whole time, but I've also had to get some things done. So we just kind of existed in each other's environments for a while. And then now that we're settled, it's less chaotic. Every people's emotions are at peace. The dog came right up to me and begged for attention. Yeah. So this is kind of like the magic that I love to value and appreciate and call out when I see it to anchor me in those good feelings because that's what I need right now. So that chaos is just a manifestation of something that's going on that we can't see the puppy is reading all the things now i'm going to share a personal story because we're here and we're doing it and it just 
resonated. So I have had a lot of issues with dogs over the years for different reasons. I'm wondering if I'm doing okay. Again, I'm just not going to worry about that. So dogs, for me, and as they relate to my life, dogs are kind of scary. Not that I'm really worried that they're going to bite me, although I have been bit on multiple occasions and almost bit, well, bit on occasions and almost bit on multiple Realistically, whenever it comes to my workflow, you hear dogs barking, it's always a bad sign. You just don't know how bad. Right. At the bare minimum, people know something is different in the environment. Who knows? And are those people that we need to worry about? So for me, I have a interesting relationship with dogs in general and whenever I have to deal with my sympathetic nervous system drives and some of those drives that kind of get in anybody who's lives in those high-risk lifestyles, whether it's intentional, career choice, or a product of the bad environment that you might find yourself in, or positive environment. Right. Sympathetic nervous system is just an electrical conduction system. It has zero bias. The brain has the bias, right? That's your cognitive reasoning piece, but it's also we're also emotional beings. So when you have powerful electricities, powerful energies, powerful chemical messengers and responses in your body, and all of these things, and then conditioning, what have you been doing with your body for your life, right. and how do all these pieces work together or not work together? How do they create function or dysfunction? Very powerful concepts. Things I want to explore more as we get through it, but we've got to go slow. I used to really be scared of dogs. And a big dog, I would just not even go near. I would have my eye on that big dog. You know, my dad was a, my dad trained dog in the Air Force. So he always had the big dogs. And not that I was, <laughs> same thing, not that I was afraid they were going to bite me or anything like that, but I just stayed away from them just to not take any chances. And then all my kids get big dogs. So. <laughs> Wow, thanks kids. Good yeah. looking out for Mama Bear. I know, but at least I got to know them from puppies. Right. Growing experiences. Yes. Isn't it nice to have somebody that you trust to just speak you some of those things to help you get out of some of those uncomfortable yes. personal areas? Yes, definitely. At the time, you feel those normal emotions. The, oh my goodness, the whatever. But when you can step back and see it, like the whole painting... You know what I mean? Yes. Instead of looking at the corner of it or whatever. Right, right. When you step back and you look at the whole picture, it may not always look like what you thought it was supposed to look like, but you're like, huh, that's pretty cool. It is. It is. Yeah. You know, we just have to... It is all a matter of what you allow yourself to evolve and advance. And it's, I didn't want to be scared of big dogs. I had just never really been around them, you know, as a kid or even when the kids were young. But it was once we had one, John likes the big dogs too, you know. So we had the chow. We had a chow dog and Love he it. was just he was a big dog. And he yeah. was a forceful dog. So that that gave me a lot more confidence because he would listen to me. And that was the thing. They know me like I know them. So it's not like coming up on a strange dog, you yeah. know. So it's a whole different 
scenario for me with bigger dogs now, but I can look at somebody else's big dog and not just immediately have those negative yes. associations that yes. put you in that fight or flight thing immediately just from your visual signal alone. Yes. So 100%, I'm totally following. We're going to talk about a lot of this in this podcast as we go through the years together. So I do want to do a couple pivots real quick. Okay. One, John, love to talk to John. I'm looking forward to spending time together. Let's talk about that closer to the end of the episode. Okay. okay. Right now, what I think is very interesting and timely and curious is we were talking about our story together. We were talking about Kyle Price, who he is to us, who he is to the world, who he is to the community, and all the positive things, all of the amazing things that that energy, let's just call it that Kyle Price, Captain Dork Star <laughs> energy embodies and encapsulates, right? So that was Kyle for his life. Yes. And it's beautiful. And then the whole community all around us encapsulated that energy and put it in two big events every year. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about those events? Well, we do a motorcycle. And wait, wait, before we go further. Okay. You and your husband, along with everything else you deal with, are like the primary organizers behind these events. Am I right? Yes. Okay. That's yes, important. <laughs> that is important for you to honor and recognize, and I know you do, but it's important for our leaders, or I'm sorry, our listeners, our leaders, that makes sense too, <laughs> because I'm sure anyone listening to this is a leader. Yes. So our leaders need to know that about you. They need to know how involved you are in that process of event management for them to understand all the struggles you go through every year in your personal life, in your emotional life, in your mental psychological life, and your relationships. So you and your husband and your core team yes. every year, two major events. So anybody in the event space knows how much work it takes to pull off an event. So from that frame of reference, now that we've established that baseline, please continue your story. Mama. We do a motorcycle ride around Kyle's birthday. We've figured it out now that about every 10 to 12 years, it's going to land. But we, we do the motorcycle ride because Kyle loved motorcycles. He used to have me take him to the Harley shop while I went to the store just so he could look around. And when he got ready to get his license, he's like, Mom, could you just get me a motorcycle? I won't ever ask you for another vehicle ever again. And I'm like, no, Kyle. <laughs> not as your mama. <laughs> I will not purchase that motorcycle. <laughs> but I will respect you if you have a motorcycle. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, Boundaries, yes, relationships, yes. mama versus son. Right. Beautiful. And he wants to go fast. Oh, yes, he does. And so we do the motorcycle ride for that reason, because Kyle loved them. And if he were here, I already know that he would have had a motorcycle by now. And the other event that we do is a bass fishing tournament that we do in the summertime. And we do that because... We might have list, lost a little <laughs> bit there. Hopefully we're back on track whenever my computer was almost dead. It looks like it stopped recording, but that's okay. We can pick up, pick up ball. That's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, 
we had the very first ride three months after Kyle was killed. So that kind of made it, you know, usually when you do something, you do it a year later rather than just in the first few months. But because of COVID, now our number for the ride and the number for years of Kyle being gone are actually going to be synced. Next year will be the 15th ride and we lost him. It'll be 15 years. So we've had 13. This year will be our 13th bass tournament. Love it. And cool. So here we are. Boom. So a decade and a half of just events, of memorials, of building, of living, of going through that struggle, of growth between you, your family, and all the beauty that you've seen in the community and seen all those plants grow with that, the environment that Kyle provided and created and you then in turn accentuated by honoring his memory. Right? Amazing. So I just want to say thank you. I love you. I love you too, Brent. Cool. So. If you don't mind, I, did you have something big to say or were you... No, I just wanted to say that like the Here. second or third ride, the second or third ride at one of the stops, which that event is actually a lot of work because you have to plan every stop that you're going to go to, speakers, whatever you need at those events, restrooms, everything, you know. And we, like the second or third ride, we had someone, I had... A woman come up to me and said, why do you put yourself through this? Great question. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like I'm putting myself through this because I'm living this. And this is a way that we mm-hmm. celebrate Kyle. You're going through it regardless. Yes, either way, I'm you're, living it. You're living it, whether it's painful, whether it's beautiful, whether it's all the weird mix in between, that rainbow that just somebody just took their hand and just went, Wah! Yeah. Okay, yeah. whatever. They're still pretty colors. You know what yes. I mean? Yes, yes. But, um, yeah. So if we're going to live through it anyway, Yes, let's do something and make a difference. Right. Breathe that life back. Yes. Breathe it into us, into others, into whatever we can see. Those just really are. Those just really are the things that I know that what Kyle would want for us, for his friends, for the men that he served with, is to be happy in this life. Because if there's one thing about Kyle Price, it's that he was happy. Absolutely. He loved life. He did. But he was a fighter. Yes. He fought in every, whether it was arts and theater and voice and acting. Yes. Or whether it was umpiring or baseball. Or whether or it was... going on the camping trip and coming home to cook us for dinner whatever you guys cooked on the campfire sharing that experience sharing that story yes yeah i love it so So, i do i want that's the one of the things that is my goal and my purpose is to try to help my kids the kids in this community to see that mm -hmm. hard work being involved in your community doing things to help others the satisfaction that you feel from doing those things, you don't think you can feel it, but then you do and you're like, oh, wow, this feels good. It feels good. And you can be happy. 
that's the hard thing to let yourself be happy. Absolutely. It, it is so true. And I just, the things that you're sharing with me right now, thank you for sharing. I know it's difficult. I know it's painful. I still want to re- re- revisit some of the things that you'd asked me. So, anyway, okay. sharing. But that's also something that I have viscerally been going through in the last, say, six months. Realistically, the last few years, because of how everything, I mean, we're, we talk nature versus nurture. We talk all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a combination of both, right? Yes. There's a bit of conditioning, and then there's a bit of things, okay? So, in this self-discovery healing process that I've been able to go through as a result of this pandemic, where I was basically forced to slow down and, like, truly take a break instead of take what I thought was a break. Right. I have processed through exactly what you said, what you resonated off of, was he was happy. He was full of life. He wanted to live and share and do and be as big as he could and he wanted to put that bit of love into everybody's life in the best way he could moment by moment as he did it yes and so a big passion of mine is to encompass even just a little bit of that energy in this podcast and in this brand and in this message that I'm hoping to share and scale with the world so that's a dream but it's going to take you and your stories in this community that's helping me stay on track. It's helping me. So that's a part. That's an ingredient. That's an environment that I want to try to create and maintain. Absolutely. Awesome. So that's a big goal. So it's crazy. So let's talk about stress. Okay. <laughs> you talked about event management and you talked about the stress that was related to it and how you go through it to make these events happen, but you, you don't go through it. You're living anyway, and this is your building. This is your giving back. This is your healing. This is your active recovery, if you will. Yes. Okay, so you've seen me over the last few months with this vision and this brainchild and this desire to just do and to give back and to love and to heal. And me, you've seen me with, you know where my strengths are. You know what I'm good at. You know what I'm not good at. You know what would probably stress me out a lot. (laughs) And you see me tackling a lot of areas of uncomfortability in my life all very rapidly. Yes. So you have felt through these stress things. So if you want to describe your feelings of stress and how you've seen over the last few months, potentially even just today, wherever you want to go with it, I just want to hear from you talking about stress, event management, charities, giving back to the communities, and those messages to empower and celebrate. That is how you have to look at it. I mean, we all we all miss him, and I miss him every moment of every day. But I try to look at, as always, I have to be happy. I have to find my way. And whatever that way is, I have to be willing to do it. Because I could sit here and still think about Kyle every day. I still, you know, I would think about him every day and miss him every day. And not get the satisfaction of 
doing the things that help people. On the 10th ride, we had said it from the beginning of doing the ride that on the 10th ride, we were going to do a Lima battery ride and invite the guys that Kyle served with. But for us, I mean, we planned for years. That was just going to be so great for us. And we were going to get all the stories that we hadn't gotten, you know, because we didn't get them from him. So that was just our thing to look forward to. Oh, on the 10th ride, we're going to meet the guys we've never meeting or never met. And we're going to hear the stories we didn't hear. But that is just so far from what really happened. It's what it did for them to come back together. Most of them had not been together for nine years. You know, like I said, it was the 10th ride, but nine Mm -hmm. years that Kyle had been gone. Yeah, powerful. And they all got together. We had... Talk about a 10-year reunion. Yes. We had 10 guys that came from across the country, New Jersey, North Carolina... California, Oklahoma. I mean, they just came from far and wide and it was such an amazing reunion for them. We stood back and watched them laugh and talk about the things that they did in boot camp and when they first started out and just all the funny things and the stuff they told us about Kyle, you know, of Kyle was one of those kids that always had a smile on his face and had rosy cheeks. And anytime he would get excited, his cheeks and his ears would just get beat red. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that one of the guys, I'd only met two of them that were here in all the time of Kyle being gone and in the military. And he's just telling me how they're training to deploy and, they're out there shooting. He said every time he'd look back, he goes, there's Price with this big-ass smile on his face. And he goes, I look at him, and I'm like, Price, wipe that smile off your face. And he'd be like, okay, I am. And he goes, and there it still is. And I'm like, <laughs> because he loves shooting that weapon. Right. I said, that's what, you know, oh, I yeah. love that. All right, I love it. Thank you for joining us today on this curious roller coaster of life. If this is your stop, please exit peacefully and enjoy the rest of your day. If you're ready for another one, just push play. A final note before you go, thank you. And thank you for feeling. The distillation and aging process is different for everyone. I'm not quite sure what you're ready for, so please sip slowly and enjoy responsibly. Stop drinking wine So I switched to whiskey And I'm feeling fine Drinking that smooth, smooth whiskey